Year 6, Day 367. I haven't been writing much lately. We've been spending a ton of time either in sims, making hypothetical attack patterns, or running drills. We're spending a lot of time topside nowadays and not really going down to the lab much, which is really peaceful, but that means we can't sneak out to back alley. But we got our chance when the ships had to go down because the interlinking mechanisms kept glitching out. Oh, there's a guy who works here named Loris, and he and True have really been under one another's skin about it. Loris is a good engineer, but he keeps fighting True on things. True naturally wants to have everything custom made all the time, but this guy always insists on doing things old school. To True's credit, most of their compromises end in disaster. The old tech hardware just comes apart whenever the Azuria cannons are involved. Lapidine told me Loris is very much in the Warhawk's pocket, and they profit off sales of stock parts, so Loris keeps trying to get Astraeus to use some. That makes total sense when I think about it. When we came back from Lapidine's minefield exercise, which was just crazy fun, a lot of the stock hardware was predictably broken, just from firing the cannons at a pretty low concentration of Azuria. The minefield was our one chance to really try out the Godsend cannon, which is what we decided to call it when we all fire into one singular beam. It takes a lot of precision to pull off without the energy flow being interrupted, and we've never successfully had all nine of us doing it. We don't actually know what would happen or how powerful it would be. Well, Corbin couldn't interlink because the interlocking mechanism on the ship wouldn't engage, so we couldn't continue. We tried it with eight, but then one of Senyata's cannon modules malfunctioned, and she lost her ability to aim. When we got back, True was throwing stuff at Loris, who hasn't returned to work since. It was kind of funny, and things have been running more smoothly since. Not all of True's tantrums are unfounded. I kind of wanted to throw something at the guy too. <laughs> oh, and we're having flight suits made. That was another funny kind of truism. We interviewed probably a hundred designers before we found one he wanted to work with. <laughs> no, but let me rephrase that. He finally settled on someone. It could have gone on forever, but Lapidine pushed him to the side based on the applicants we already had. Some guy named Trueblow, who is apparently a pretty famous designer in Simitu, and according to Borsha, the most expensive. <laughs> he specializes in synthetics, which is great because we need to find a way to get the Azurium Lunestra fibers they make here in the lab into the suit somehow. Since the fibers react to stimuli from our bodies, they stiffen when engaged and even mimic muscle fibers. It's what we use in our suits and neural bridges already. It's really freaky and kind of cool. Anyways, the new suits will just enhance what we can already do. He seems to have some really awesome ideas and I'm excited to see what he does, but not as excited as I am to ditch these bulky suits. Year 6, Day 370. I told Hamana that she doesn't have to go back to her own room anymore if she doesn't want to. It's been three nights now. She gets to sleep like a rock in my bunk, but I've barely gotten a wink in. Sleeping on the floor and getting too excited at the thought of curling up next to her. True noticed I was off today and yelled at me, but Borsha snuck me liquid stimulants when she noticed me nodding off. I don't know what's worse, Hamana. The fear of 
saying the wrong thing or making an advance we might both regret. <laughs> doomed if I do, doomed if I don't. Guess my time's about up on this one. Please feel free to check out the original soundtrack on Spotify. It's the perfect thing to put on while you study or to inspire you while you write worlds of your own. You can visit tmocpod.com for links to all this stuff and more. Welcome to The Hard Pyre, an interactive fantasy audio drama. After each episode is released, listeners have the chance to vote for how the story should continue. Follow 16-year-old Rena as she finds herself the sole survivor of the fire that destroyed her hometown. She knows that it wasn't simply an accident, no matter what the authorities try to tell her. And according to her new traveling companions, Ocean's Trow isn't the first town that was mysteriously destroyed like this. Who should she trust? Where should she go to uncover the truth? Will diplomacy or fighting get her there? Will Rena keep her sunny disposition? Or will reality distort her hope? Are the old forgotten gods truly involved in this? Or are they simply a distraction? You can help Rena find out what happened to her family and try to figure out just how much the Royal Council is hiding from the citizen of the Kingdom of Kalema. Find the Heartpire on all of your favorite listening platforms and follow the show on social media if you want to help shape Rena's story. The Church of Deep Stones says the power of the monoliths is spiritual. The Mages Consortium says the power of the monoliths is mystical. Both are right, both are wrong. Join our trio and a cast of fascinating characters in this sprawling, epic, and richly imagined world. The Stonesinger Chronicles is a complex narrative weaving together political intrigue, morally ambiguous characters, and epic fantasy elements into a gripping and addictive saga. It is augmented by an epic and sweeping musical score, blending grandeur, emotional depth, and memorable themes. Lose yourself in the lush fields of Lake Wall, the ghastly woods of the web, and archives hidden deep in mountains. Explore a roster of locations you will either dream you could live in or wish you never have to visit. Subscribe to the Stonesinger Chronicles now, wherever you get your podcasts, and join our Discord to get weekly updates on new episodes.